the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host, live today from Skid Row in Los Angeles at the Union Rescue Mission. The visible issues of encampments and homelessness and street behavior and drug use appears to be worse than ever in many places around the state. What do you say to voters who feel like this is not getting better? They're right. It's it's an outrage. It's unconscionable what's happening on the streets and sidewalks. That was Governor Newsom in a debate right before the election acknowledging what most of us know, that it is an outrage what's happening with homelessness and it's getting worse. Well, Today, you know, we're going to talk about it, and it's getting worse, but what I want you to know is the situation is not without hope. First and foremost, as believers, we believe in life transformation. We believe that Jesus does this, and when you are involved in this kind of ministry, you get to see it happen, and so you know that there is a solution. And this is something that we all need to understand, is why the homeless crisis is getting worse And the philosophy that is mandated by the state is called harm reduction. That's about managing addictions and normalizing drug use. And it does not emphasize recovery and sobriety. And this is something we need to understand the difference of so that we can understand what's going on in our city and what's going on across the country. And so we can understand also why it's so important to support missions that are about recovery, like the Union Rescue Mission. Like I said, I'm at the Union Rescue Mission today. I am on Skid Row, and they are frying turkeys getting prepared to feed about 3,000 people tomorrow at the rescue mission. And I'm with Union Rescue Mission President and CEO, uh, Andy uh, uh, Andy Bales. Andy, great to have you with us today. Thank you, Scott. So good to be on your show. I'm, I'm having a hard time seeing you. i got so much turkey smoke in my eyes. I know. We're going to. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, it's, it's wonderful down here, though, actually, yeah. not just because of uh, what's going on and the excitement about doing something great, but... The ministry that happens here. Andy, What's the? how would you describe the current conditions of our streets here? Our current conditions are the worst they've ever been by far, the most violent they've ever been, the most drug-filled, by, uh, backed by cartels, working with local gangs, preying on individuals on the streets, more shootings than we've ever had, more stabbings than we've ever had. This is by far, according to Forbes magazine, the most dangerous neighborhood in the United States. And, and as you know from current news events, it's only getting worse, so, so much worse that, you know, even our governor called the day for immediate interim housing and shelter, which is remarkable because we got here by doubling down on housing first harm reduction which caused the skyrocketing mm-hmm. homelessness that we're experiencing. Let, let's, uh, let's talk about that. We've been seeing on the news there was a terrible stabbing event yeah. at the uh, Target range. down here recently, and uh, you, of course, know about that, and it's yeah. right here in uh, your neighborhood. Um, and how long have you been doing this? I've been doing this in, in all 36 years, but uh, working here at Union Rescue Mission going on the 18th year. 
And you just said that this is the worst it's ever been. Absolutely the worst it's ever been. So you're, you've got the experience to really be able to say that. I do. You know, I hate to point out it's more than a third of a century, the experience that you've got. So when you say <laughs> yeah. it's worse than it's ever been, you've seen it. I've seen it, and yeah. it's gone from a population of almost 2,000 down to a population of 1,000 on Skid Row, but now that number is closer to 5,000. Mm. And I lost my leg on Skid Row when it was at 2,800, and we were sharing nine total public toilets for 2,800 people. It was 184 toilets shy of a minimum standard of a Syrian refugee camp. And, you know, Hmm. I'm not the only one who loses limbs because they're living in filth and waste on Skid Row. There's nothing like it in the United States. No other metropolis comes close. That's right. And it's getting worse. And I think that is something that I want to talk about because... The state is spending hundreds of millions of dollars, billions billions of dollars, you know, by now, billions of dollars on this problem only to see it get worse. And the studies are showing that it's not getting better. Yes. Behind all of that, like with a lot of things, is policy and philosophy. Yes. Let's talk about harm reduction, because I think this is something that our listeners and really everybody in California across the country, we all need to know what harm reduction is. It sounds like a good thing. Harm reduction. We want to reduce harm. What is that? Why is it mandated by the state, and how does it affect missions like uh, Union Rescue Mission? It comes all the way from the federal government, goes to the state government, goes to the local government. It's been adopted voluntarily by L.A. County and L.A. City, but harm reduction is, uh, is to bring somebody into housing and not interfere or intervene in their drug use at all. So you have to allow a free flow of hard drugs, hard drugs like fentanyl and alcohol, just a freely flow, which brings chaos. Yeah. So all my peers here on Skid Row say our buildings are chaos and they complain about it, but they continue to abide by the harm reduction. And let me give you a better word. I call it harm enhancement. Mm. And the recent article I, I shared with you, uh, we're one of the last missions on Skid Row to believe completely in recovery and believe in abstinence. You, I, I told a friend the other day, I don't think you do partial, partial metanoia or partial r- repentance, right? Right. When you repent from a, from a difficult situation, you, you do a 180. You turn around. You don't keep dabbling in whatever's harming you. But that's what harm reduction does. It allows. So we're, we're talking to a partner yesterday. Wanted to offer us a wing in their hotel for our graduates. We said we want our people to be in a sober recovery area. Uh, that goes against every every funding source outside of private funding. We, That's right. We focus on private funding because it's the only way we can focus on recovery and the power of Christ to transform lives. And I think it's important for our listeners to really understand that this harm recovery is not just some crazy idea they came up with and are doing it at the Tenderloin in San Francisco. No. This is mandated by the state if you want state money. Mandated by the federal government, mandated by the state, by the local, by the city. Uh, we can't accept any city money or county money at Union Rescue Mission without not only giving up the focus on recovery, but we have to give up the focus on the power of Christ to transform lives. What, That's right. What amount of money is worth giving right. away the power of Christ to transform lives? Yeah, you're listening to Southern California Live. My guest is Andy Bales. He is the CEO of the Union Rescue Mission, which is where we're sitting right now. You can visit the Union Rescue Mission at urm.org. So, Andy... The thing is about, and I think people hear this, we've talked about this on this program, you and I have talked about it, I've talked about it a lot, 
And the response I get sometimes for people is that they just can't believe this because it, it seems so absurd. I was talking to a neighborhood group, uh, talking to Donald Sutherland, was on the other end, by the way, which kind of shocked me. And I didn't believe what I was telling him. I felt like I was in the twilight zone describing to him the harm reduction philosophy, which means cartels really are in charge of Skid Row. Yes. Uh, the violent gangs are really in charge. They prop doors open to the buildings that are supposed to be safe housing for people devastated by homelessness. Sometimes they even take over, kick somebody out of their apartment to the curb. And they take over the apartment and sell drugs from the apartment. That's where the radicalized version of harm reduction has led in Los Angeles. And I think people should understand that the, the harm reduction policy that the state enforces, if you want any of the billions of dollars that the state is is giving, it, do, it doesn't allow you, am I right, it doesn't allow you to put any expectation on somebody who's a drug addict on sobriety or personal responsibility or productivity. No. Those kinds of things. And that's why you have to remain private. Absolutely. And I can send anyone who emails me at abales, A-B-A-L-E-S at URM.org, I can send you the state regulations that tell you you can't intervene by even suggesting maybe, Scott, you should go to an AA meeting. That's that's causing uh, guilt and shame. Right. Uh, Even offer redirection to a sober productive life and that's why i'm so thrilled to be involved with alberta's recovery movement they've moved and alberta canada because this isn't just limited to the united states this philosophy this is elsewhere and it's been going on a long time vancouver is focused just like la on the harm reduction philosophy Their, their overdose deaths are skyrocketing alberta has reversed itself it's spreading to manitoba manitoba they have they're having a recovery movement that they've asked us to spread throughout North America because people are beginning to realize the failure of the harm reduction. There's an idea that says that if you try to encourage people to recover, to change their life, to be sober, what you're doing is creating a stigma around that yes. person. I mean, we're kind of against that, right? We don't right. want to have, there's nobody who's got any problems. We're not allowed to say that. Right. Um, and this movement, the oddest thing to me, there's so many odd things. I don't even want to say the oddest, but one of the oddest things to me is this idea that what we're doing is we're saying to the drug user, you can manage your your cocaine addiction and live with it. And yeah. you can manage your heroin addiction. And what's interrupting that in a way is the fentanyl problem. Yes, fentanyl is so much more dangerous that you can't ignore it. You, you may lose your life tonight with any drug you take might have fentanyl in it. And That's that right. little bit of fentanyl might kill you tonight but all drugs lead to death we know we know that they all, all lead addiction. to death that's the thing is is as a pastor for 25 years i've worked with so many people who are addicted to drugs all kinds of things and i've worked with people who believe they can manage their drug addiction who believe that their body chemistry handles it different they oh. come up with you know you probably heard that whole bunch of things and what i can tell you is that every single one of those people are dead yeah that i've worked with 100 percent uh, you know, the people who I've worked with who really wanted to recover, and especially those who've turned to Christ, uh, there's a lot of success and hope there. And that's what we're finding here at the Union Rescue yes. Mission. 25% of our staff are former guests who've turned their life around. They came from addiction. They walked in our doors. They were transformed by the power of Christ. And they're living sober, productive, reintegrated lives, as, as Alberta would, would describe and that is so incredible. I've had a great opportunity here. I've been here for uh, a couple hours now, and I've met so many people here. 
and that's their story. Later on in our program, we'll hear some of those stories from people who are here, who are working, who are making the turkeys right now. <laughs> and uh, how many how many turkeys are we cooking out there? I, I guess three hundred, but Ben says five hundred. So probably go with Ben. We'll go with Ben. We'll, we'll be going for twenty four hours, and uh, we've done probably one hundred and fifty so far today. Yeah, and we'll go late into the night and be ready tomorrow. And it's deep fried turkey, so they're good. They are tasty. Yeah. So this is going to be something that is. Uh, you know, a great thing for the neighborhood. I'm sure that people are, are looking forward to it. And let's talk about uh, the Union Rescue Mission. You're not allowed to um, receive state funding because you won't participate in the harm reduction philosophy, which is good. Uh, not good that you won't get the funding. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but good that, uh, that you're taking that step to do that. And how many, how many rescue missions in town, how many missions are still uh, moving forward in this direction about recovery? I think I can call one other, and it's a secular mission, Midnight Mission, still focused on philosophy of AA. Uh, They have not bought into the harm reduction model, but as you saw in the article, other Christian missions around us have uh, drifted away from recovery. And it's because, I want to be honest, they followed the money. They accepted city and county money. And once you accept city and county money, one of them can no longer put a Bible in their gift bag as guests move in. Because once you... Once you make that decision to take city and county money, you've lost the power of Christ to transform lives. Wow. Um, it's really incredible every time I hear that. Uh, friends, you're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. I'm here with Andy Bales, CEO of the Union Rescue Mission. We're at the Union Rescue Mission right now. We're making turkeys. And uh, you can learn more about the Union Rescue Mission by going to urm.org. Uh, let's talk about that. So we have the other, other missions and homeless programs from the state that are getting state money. And they're doing their things there, and we're seeing that that almost never works. Yes. Right. Here you have success, and it's not every time. You know, it's a difficult mm-hmm. ministry for sure, right? What is the uh, Union Rescue Mission doing to provide solutions for people who have these addictions and who are homeless? We embrace everybody who comes in our door with the compassion of Christ. That means we love them right where they are. We uh, welcome them to dinner. Uh, they get a they get a safe shelter. Uh, 24-7, three meals a day. We have a medical clinic, a legal clinic, a dental clinic, a mental health clinic, a learning center. We focus on a holistic approach. We have even a coach to work with their their physical needs. And we have uh, signs of scripture Hmm. all through the building. We invite people. I want to stress this. We invite people to chapel. We invite people to Bible study. We don't force it. Mm -hmm. And yet, even voluntarily doing that with the power of Christ, uh, we're ruled out of any state money. One of the only metropolises in the U.S. that is so hard on Jesus followers, uh, you know, in Seattle, they, they will give you uh, food money. They'll give you capital improvement money uh, as long as you don't use their money to promote Christ directly, right? Yeah. L.A., if you preach Christ you don't get any money. Yeah. Uh, that's different than most metropolises. Would you say that, that this whole thing is, that there is a, a spiritual component to to the harm reduction thing that is really about that, not sharing Christ? Yes. That it's, it's separating it so distinctly uh, and really saying there's no hope for you. That's the thing I think is so odd. Well, and and yeah. why would we be surprised, right? right? We believe in hope. We believe in life turnarounds. We believe in miraculous turnarounds. We believe in miracles yes. because we follow Christ. Why would we be shocked that the world 
doesn't believe in the power of Christ and in the power of miracles. But I'm telling, uh, they've given up on any chance of a complete turnaround. In fact, Scott, they hook people up 30, 40 years old who are addicted with hospice care and palliative care because they've given up. Right. And so they're satisfied with leaving somebody where they are in their addiction. And that's what, what I love about Alberta's model. They meet people where they are, right? And they use harm-reducing services like medical care to help them get out of their current addiction. But they don't leave them there. They move to productivity, social reintegration, sobriety, total recovery. Uh, we need to be people who don't give up on people where they are and bring them uh, bring them the, the change, at least the possibility of change. That's right. And you, know, and you, you mentioned how in uh, the Canadian groups that you're, you're thinking of, that they're still using some of the harm reduction ideas, but they move toward recovery. Yes. And that's been a major shift. You know, over time, harm reduction, the theory came about, I think, in the 1980s when they were handing out needles to heroin yeah, users safe, during the AIDS crisis. Safe, right? safe usage of yeah. needles rather than used needles. And the notion was, hey, we are trying to help these addicts recover. We don't want them dying of AIDS in the process. Yes. Right? So the idea was we're reducing the harm so that we can still help them recover. But yeah. somehow over time, it became about not about recovery, but about management yes. of the heroin user. Yes. And, okay, so we're protecting them from AIDS by giving them these things. And we, we have other drugs and things now that we'll give them in case they overdose. Uh, some of these facilities. Narcan. Yeah. Yeah. And bring them back, right? Right. But even the harm reduction purists disagree with the current state of radical harm reduction in L.A., because they, they believe in allowing people to come to a safe consumption site and then allowing them to overdose yeah. and then having a medical team on hand to bring them back. And, and right now they're pushing for one of those safe consumption sites on Skid Row. And it's against federal law. Mm. It's against the governor's recent veto of that law. Right. But they're going to do it anyway. Yeah. And, and it's, they're going to press until they have total opportunity to make sure no one has to stay sober. It, there's a there's a force i you said it there's a satanic force yes. behind all of this pushing uh, some of the staunchest supporters say this next revolution isn't going to be a sober one because they're pushing us not to be sober yes i think that is an excellent point you're listening to southern california live i'm scott furrow i'm with andy bales at the union rescue mission and we are at the union rescue mission uh today broadcasting live this is such an important thing and it's important for the church because if you're listening to this and you hear this i'm hoping that what we hear all of us myself included everybody listening is that our our politicians are not in general not moving us in the right direction on this crisis, and we just voted to essentially, we'll talk about the politics next hour a little bit, uh, Andy and I will, uh, that are local here in L.A. right after the election, but what we're pretty much voting for is a continuance of the same policy. Yes. So that leads me to say, you know, for the election is over, and what we've been challenging our audience to do is to say, okay, what now? To not just care about homelessness, for example, every two years and you get a chance to vote. But what can we do as believers, as churches, to help support your ministry at the Union uh, uh, Rescue Mission? Yeah, so we started a coalition of churches in Des Moines, Iowa. It became a coalition of 120 churches, launched housing for 156 families, surrounded families with a continuum of care. We almost got rid of homelessness in Des Moines, Iowa through the churches working together. Imagine if mm. every church 
joined a coalition and said, hey, let's get behind the people that are focusing on life transformation through the power of Christ and let's put our resources together and let's make sure like let's make sure tonight not one new person falls into homelessness right right a coalition take on one bite if you're falling into homelessness call this church we have a group of churches that want to make sure you don't ever suffer the devastation of homelessness we could do that yes we could take it one step at a time right and and who knows what we could become if that coalition began working together and saying uh, government's going one way but we as churches we are a people that won't tolerate even one precious human being being put on the streets tonight and then we can begin to start making up ground with those who have been devastated for years and That's we can right. create uh, a continuum of care that that immediately shelters we had a plan we had a plan the, the department of uh, hud came to town with ben carson and others they were going to give us federal land if we would immediately get people under a roof, right. we were going to put up sprung structures like yeah. the one in our in our back parking lot. Uh, but but that plan went away, right? But with the power of the churches, we could redevelop a plan to immediately shelter everyone who wants help, right? And then we could move to innovative, affordable prefab homes or mobile homes or container homes yeah. placed in a recovery community. And you can do this so much cheaper than what we're hearing about with the house. So yes, what's the can. difference between when the city of Los Angeles, for example, or somewhere else in California, puts together a, a home for a homeless person to live in versus what you can actually do? What's the difference? Well, uh, as far as the sprung structure, it's about 12000 per bed instead of 800000 per bed. Listen, he, do you hear that? 800000 That's what the, the government is spending per bed. The Union Rescue Mission can do it for 12000 Yes, but even our Angeles house in South L.A., we not only created 86 units of housing, but we have a cafeteria, uh, computer rooms, all kinds of extra, extra uh, ideas to help people in that same building, right? We yeah. did that at 400000 a unit. And it's yeah. got all these extra uh, amenities besides just the individual apartments. So, so... We can do things much more affordably than people can with government money. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about that as we continue in our program today. Um, Andy, thanks for being with us. You're going to be back with us in a little while at the top of the hour. And uh, we'll talk more about what's happening in Southern California. I want to let, in L.A. in particular, uh, politically and what we can do, I want to challenge all of us listening here that to hear what he's saying, to realize that there are thousands of congregations in Los Angeles and throughout all of Southern California, but there's only one church. Do you hear me? And my friends, if you are discouraged, if you are thinking that there is, that we need to do more as believers, there is such a great opportunity here because you can really help people. The resources that all of our churches together have are more than enough, more than enough to make this impact, to impact hundreds and thousands of homeless people right here in our town. Would you go to urm.org? That's unionrescuemission.org. Check it out. There's a button you can donate if that's what the Lord is driving you to do. They need volunteers. They don't need a lot of volunteers right now in the holidays. That's kind of when everybody volunteers. So now's not a good time if you're not already signed up. They need volunteers all year round. Absolutely. June, July, August, October, we need you. Yeah. And, And we appreciate all your help right now. It's amazing, but yeah. we need you all year long. All right, I got to take a break. You're listening to Southern California Live, live from the Union Rescue Mission here in Skid Row, Los Angeles. I'm Scott Furrow. I'll be back as the Friday edition of Southern California Live continues. 
This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Text Scott right now in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. That was the governor. That was Governor uh, Gavin Newsom back when he was the mayor of San Francisco giving a 10-year plan for homelessness. And uh, this has not worked. And you can hear him say that the solution to hunger is food. The solution to sleep is a bed. The solution to housing is a house. But as we know, it is much deeper than that, much more serious than that. I am Scott Furrow. We're here live at the Union Rescue Mission in downtown Los Angeles and Skid Row. It's great to be here with you today. And we're talking about the issue of homelessness. And one of the great things about our ability to come here and have this conversation is that we do understand that the solution ultimately is bringing people to to know Jesus Christ. It's about repentance. It is about being able to recover. We talked in the last segment about how right now in the state of California and most of the country, recovery is not something that is part of homeless uh, uh, homeless programs. Billions and billions of dollars are being spent basically to help people manage their addictions, to help people avoid the, the stigma of having addictions. And in almost all cases, it just continues or makes their addiction worse. But here at the Union Rescue Mission, we have people here who have recovered and whose lives have been turned around for dramatically less money. And because we believe that recovery is possible. We believe that, in fact, recovery and sobriety are things that are achievable and they are necessary uh, if you want to have a, a productive life. I've got some guests with me here today. Right now, I've got George here at the uh, Union Rescue Mission. Welcome to Southern California Live, George. Hi. Glad to be here. Hi, George. Hi. And uh, go ahead and just speak right into the microphone. Can you hear okay? Yeah. All right. George, uh, what do you do here at the Rescue Mission? I volunteer in the, in the kitchen. All right, so you're volunteering in the kitchen, and uh, you know, explain to us what we're doing right now today. Uh, right now, we see um, we are cooking um, turkeys. We got like, at least fifty turkeys that we already have. You already have done fifty turkeys. You're yes, deep sir. frying them right here out on the sidewalk yes, at sir. the the dock and bringing them in. And uh, wh- who are these going to be uh, given to? Uh, it's going to be given to the por- guys and women and children program. To the women and children program, and outside, and, and people who come in who are homeless. So yeah. we're expecting to feed about three thousand people tomorrow. Yes, sir. Yeah, and uh, you've been here for two years. Two years, George. Um, but uh, you've been volunteering for two years. Yes, sir. But before that, tell us your story. Tell us what uh, brought you ultimately to the uh, Union Rescue Mission. Well, I was uh, living at my mother's house along with my brother and sister, and uh, I've been living there since childhood. Um, father um, passed away mm. and my mother still was around to raise us and um, I got into a little addiction um, in the streets and um, I've been using for three years off and on. So three years off and on and were you living on the streets then? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, off and on yeah. on the streets yeah. and maybe sometimes home, sometimes a car sometimes maybe. Sometimes homes, coming back home with my mother. Yeah. Um, I'm back in the streets. Yeah. So in that process, you know, what was that like? How did you how did you feel? What what finally brought you to the point where you felt like this needs to change? My mother had enough already. She had enough of me already. She she got tired of it seeing me going on the streets. Okay. And come so home late. Um Did she tell you not to come home? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And, um, arguing with my mother. It was a bad thing. Um I was still sort of Doing things that like I was being young and yeah in, in the streets, so 
I felt my mom, my mother's pain already that she she had enough. So I decided to listen up. She brought up this programs I hear, yeah, shelters and everything. So I decided to go and then ever since I've been here in the Union, I liked it so much. Yeah. So you came into the Union Rescue Mission how long ago? Uh, this is two years. So two years ago, you came here and you were an addict, homeless. So, yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. And what what did they do here? What was your experience when you first came in? Um, their experience was this being well first off they get you they walk you in, they walk you in yeah open arms it's welcoming yeah yeah and um they get you so so real quick familiar with jesus and um they explain over step by step yeah so, so the program aas um it's just about much everything that you need to, need to know yeah about program shelters um they got six months and they got a year uh, program here for you. Um, you could choose whatever program you think is fit for you, and they show you everything and what it is, and you feel more closer to Jesus. Yeah. And you came in, and uh, did you know Jesus before? Were you yes. already a Christian before? I always believed but, in Jesus. Okay, so you yeah. walked away, but you were able to come in and and turn to Him, kind of like the prodigal son. Yes. And you were welcomed back with open arms. Yes. I think that's a huge thing here. Yeah. Uh, that people are able to do, and so now you're 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 volunteering, and uh, you're doing so much better. Obviously, how's your mom? Uh, my mother passed away. Oh, she did. She okay, almost um, eight months ago. About eight months ago, but she got to see you recover. Yes, she saw me recover. She yeah, come by visit me. Well, that must be a wonderful thing for yes. her. It must have been. Yeah. So yeah. It well, was a blessing. Yeah. Well, George, thank you for telling us uh, your story, and thank you so much for what you're doing here at the Union Rescue Mission. Thank you for um, here. Everybody appreciates it, and everyone's uh, excited to get to know you. Thank you for all the turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for, for everything. All right, George, all thank right. you for joining us on Southern California Live. Right. Yeah. This is Southern California Live, and we are live at the Union Rescue Mission on Skid Row in downtown Los Angeles. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. You can give us a call if you'd like to join the program, 888-LA-TALKS, uh, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Is the number you can also send me an email at SoCalLive at KKLA.com. You know, when we're talking about the issue of, of homelessness, something that there's a couple things that I, I want you to know that even me being down here, I've been a pastor for a long time, so I've been to rescue missions and I've, I've you know, been I've not been though to the union uh, rescue mission until today. So I want you to know my experience coming here. You know, there's a lot going on on the street, there's a lot of homeless people, a lot of encampments obvious drugs. Uh, I watched somebody relieve themselves. I had somebody come up to the window and knock on the the window of my car, asking me to roll the window down, those kinds of things that maybe you've experienced before. And then uh, when I was out on the street, there's one sense of things. But the moment I walked in the door at the Union Rescue Mission, the moment I walked in, what I saw was joy. I saw smiling people. I saw people who were busy making sure to check people in, making sure that they greeted those of us who were here as guests. And they brought me back to where I'm sitting right now. I'm at the dock here, and it's right out on the street. And I don't know, there's got to be, how many how many turkey fryers would you say are over there? There's probably uh, maybe 20 or 30 turkey fryers going on. 15. Uh, 15. Okay, I overcounted. But there's 15. They're going to do, there's a dispute whether it's 300 or 500 turkeys, but a lot of turkeys over the next 24 hours. And uh, now I'm hearing a thousands. Okay, so it's growing, but they're going to feed 
3,000 people-ish, maybe more tomorrow. If you were here before the break, you heard that you heard Andy Bales tell us that this is the worst it's ever been as far as the number of homeless people, as far as the trouble that people are in, the crime, the drugs, the cartels, so many different things are happening here. But I want you to know this, that the gospel of Jesus Christ is not hindered by all of that. I want you to know that, you know, if you've thought about volunteering and you've thought about coming down, it's not it's not that scary. It's exactly what you've thought. Uh, you come down. There's things you probably shouldn't do for your protection, you know. There's obvious things, I think, that you want to do. They have underground parking, though. It's safe. And uh, I didn't. I never felt threatened while I was here. Uh, not to say that there's not danger. We know that there is. There's a lot going on. But once you come in here, it's such a great environment. And most of the people volunteering here were once right out there on the street in the despair, in the hopelessness. And they came into the Union Rescue Mission, and not only did they find a program that helped them with sobriety and with recovery, but they also, and more importantly, learned about Jesus Christ. And they learned that he is the Savior, that he saves us. They also learn that Jesus likes to use people for ministry who have terrifically horrible pasts. Jesus likes to use people in ministry who have been broken people, who have been addicts, people who have been prostitutes, people who have been um, wicked people. We see this all through Scripture, and I want you to know that God is still doing that now, that that is the grace of God. There is so much grace here in this ministry. I know there are some other ministries like it, but uh, I I know that uh, in different parts of town I was saddened, and I understand why they do it, why so many Christian ministries even would give up on the recovery program in order to take money from the state, which then in California does not allow them to share Jesus, does not allow them to share the grace of God, does not allow them to have Bibles to give them out. And in so many cases, it's a program that just helps people remain addicted to their drugs, that helps people continue in addiction. It's such an odd philosophy. It's called harm reduction. We talked about it in the last segment. I encourage you to get the podcast, and uh, which you can get by going to Spotify, look for Southern California Live, and uh, you can also get it at the radio station website under our show, and learn about this, because the government's not going to help. The government is not going to uh, satisfy this this issue, but the church can. I want to encourage you right now to go to urm.org. That's Union Rescue Mission. Okay, that's a Union Rescue Mission, Mission uh, website. And uh, just check it out. Check out the ministries. Check out the joy. Check out the success. This is a hard ministry, no doubt about it, but the Lord is using it. And uh, if you are so led, go ahead and make a donation there. It's nonprofit, tax deductible. You can do that. And maybe you're led to volunteer. Um, right now in the holidays, they actually don't need the volunteers because this is when lots of church groups and lots of people come to volunteer. But the rest of the year, they need volunteers every single day of the year. And if your heart is hearing this and you're saying, I want to meet people like George and I want to, I want to do something about this, this is a great way to do it. URM.org. Go to that website. I'm going to take a break and uh, we'll be back with another story and more information as we are live with Southern California Live from the Union Rescue Mission in Skid Row, Los Angeles, downtown. I'm Scott Furrow. I'll be back as the Friday edition of SoCal Live continues. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. 
Welcome back, everybody, to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. I am live from the Union Rescue Mission in downtown Los Angeles on Skid Row. Great to have you with us today. We're talking about homelessness, obviously, and uh, the Rescue Mission is getting ready for Thanksgiving. And there are hundreds, hundreds of turkeys being prepared and deep fried just uh, just a few feet away from me. And uh, I know that probably my dog's going to attack me, but for good reasons when I get home because it probably smells great. It smells great in here. And uh, there is a lot of excitement because, my friends, this is a great ministry. The homeless crisis, as we've been talking about, is is horrific here in California. And with the audio you just heard a second ago was Congresswoman Maxine Waters, who was in the middle of that crisis and getting frustrated because people were asking her about uh, a homeless issue and something had been messed up by the government. I know that's a surprise. And she finally got frustrated and told everybody to go home, not realizing, you know, in that moment, well, she's with homeless people. There's no home to go to. Well, one of the things that happens at the Union Rescue Mission, which you can find out more at, U- at urm.org, is that uh, there's a home and there's an opportunity for actual recovery and sobriety and, most importantly, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And uh, we're excited to be part of that today. You can call and join our conversation. The number is 888-528-2557, la talks 888-528-2557. Let's go to uh, Gary. Gary in Ontario. Welcome to Southern California Live. Well, thank you. Uh, what I wanted to do was give a testimony that I have about Union Rescue Mission. All right. Were you a uh, resident here or a volunteer? I was, uh, I guess you could say, an entertainer. The church okay. that I belong to, we would go down periodically to your facility and put on gospel programs. How long ago was that? <laughs> if I tell you, you won't believe it. Sixty years ago. Sixty years ago. Well, you Absolutely. must be like you. Were you in a children's choir? You don't sound like you're uh, much more than uh, sixty-five, maybe, huh? I'm eighty-one. Oh, eighty-one. All right. So you've been uh, you you are aware of the Union Rescue Mission uh, most of your life, then. So Absolutely. what did you what did you do when you came down all those years ago? Well, uh, the church youth choir that uh, was that came from the church that I went to would come down, and we would put on a, a program on stage for all the people in in the auditorium. Well, I had the privilege of being a gospel singer. Uh, I sang in a quartet. Word I, mm. I was the lead singer. I, I just had to tell you that I was so privileged to do that. I look forward to doing that. Well, anyway. Well, and what would you say to people who are thinking of volunteering today? Would you encourage them to do that? You're, you did this 60 years ago, and you still have great memories of that. Would you encourage people to come down and volunteer today? Oh, absolutely. I, from the bottom of my heart, folks, go down and give these brothers a real helping hand. All right, Gary, thank you so much for your call and calling Southern California Live. I appreciate that. You know, I think that in we talk about the danger and the, the violence and things, and uh, Andy Bales, who we're going to have on here in a few minutes uh, right at the top of the hour once again, 
you know, we talk about that and we realize that that's part of something. But you know what the church has always been able to do? Throughout history, the church has always been able to bravely face whatever danger is here. And I'm telling you, it's not that not so bad that, you know, you shouldn't come down here. There are volunteers everywhere. The atmosphere right outside here. It's great. There are homeless people. There are people with a lot of problems just a few feet away from me. But there's a lot of homeless people who are right here in this building who are no longer homeless, number one. Number two, they are recovering. And that is a, a really big deal. And... I want to encourage you to continue as we we think about homelessness. We just had an election. When we come back from the break, we'll talk about some of the politics going on with that. And it's a big deal because we're spending billions of dollars on the homeless crisis, and it's getting worse. The reason it's getting worse is that the philosophy that's mandated by the state, it's called harm reduction, does not allow you to emphasize recovery and sobriety. It's really more about managing addictions and not stigmatizing people who have addictions and you know one of the things is is that some addictions you can recover from over a long period of time people uh, after a few years they they give it up and and they do that but right now we're dealing with a fentanyl crisis the fentanyl is the drug that you're hearing about so much on the news and many other drugs or even candy or other things on the street are laced with fentanyl and one pill one piece of candy that is laced with the right amount of fentanyl will kill you and there are some people who will try to manage it, um, and they can do that for a short period of time, but it takes their life. And you're seeing people die every single day right here just on Skid Row, about five people a day dying of drug overdoses. And a lot of those people have been participating in programs that encourages their addictions that does not require them to, to become sober and that does not give them the hope that we have through Jesus Christ. And uh, I really want to encourage you to check it out. This is Southern California Live. We're live from Union Rescue Mission in downtown Los Angeles, Skid Row. You can check them out at urm.org. And let's go to uh, Celia from Hacienda Heights. Welcome to Southern California Live. Yes, I just want to Hi, say Celia. thank you to Andy. Hi, Andy, are you there? I want to uh, say Andy's thank not you here. To Andy's, you. Andy's not here right now, but I can pass along the word to him. I see him across oh, okay. the way here. Okay, just I want to say thank you for all he's done and what yeah. he's doing. And, and I work for Alley County. I work for Alley County. With all the overtime we're doing, that is my goal, to give once a month. To, and so to you, you give to mission. URM once a month? Yes, that is my goal. Yeah. As long as God can take care of this body, sustain me, take care of me, and provide for me my provisions, I am. that's my goal. My mama has always taught us that, to give. You know, and that is my goal, to keep giving once a month. Well, thank you for doing that. I think, and it's it's going to really, really help people. And I've met several people today who your giving has helped, so thank you for doing that, Celia. You're welcome. And I'll pass along your, uh, your good word over to Andy. Thanks for calling Southern California Live. You know, that is something that is, I just want to keep emphasizing here. The state is spending billions of dollars, and and all the studies now have shown that it's not working, but we keep on doing it. And my friends, here's the, here's the reason. It's a spiritual reason. I believe that this is the evil one. The reason that we are pursuing as a political policy a program for homeless people that does not work, but we continue to to pursue it, is because to not pursue it means that we have to agree that people can recover 
And we also have to agree that people recover better when they turn their life to Christ. And you are going to empower places just like Union Rescue Mission, who spend the money better, who help people recover, who share the gospel of Jesus Christ. It ultimately comes down, I think, to that. I think that there are people who are so opposed to the scriptures being taught, to people being led to the Lord, that they would rather propose and give money to programs that are known to not work. They would rather do that than give money to programs that actually provide recovery. That's why the Union Rescue Mission is so important. That's why this kind of ministry is important. And I want to encourage you at your your church. Your church is probably involved somewhere with homelessness. Get into this issue. If your church isn't involved, the church can do so much. There are thousands of churches here in Los Angeles, thousands across the Southland, but really there's just one church. Imagine the testimony of the Christian church if the church solved the homeless issue. If the church was able to say, hey, for for a bunch of volunteers and for you know dramatically less money, not even close to the amount of money, we actually are able to reduce the homeless population to really help people. And another role that the church has with all of this is that we are able to keep people from being homeless so often when we're taking care of our neighbor, when we are investing in kids, when we are helping people who are uh, struggling, when we are helping the orphan and helping the widow. See, all of those things, this is what Jesus has called us to do. And whenever we go up and see Jesus, we don't know all the questions he's going to ask us, but we do know that he's going to say, what did you do for the least of these? That his concern is right down here on Skid Row. All of us have a role to play. One of the great ways you can do that is to check out Union Rescue Mission. Go to their website today, you urm.org, really easy, urm.org. You can learn about the rescue mission. You can donate. You can volunteer. And uh, there's a whole lot more that you can do. And there's a lot of great stories on there, so I want to encourage you to do that. I'll be back with the CEO of the rescue mission, Andy Bales, in just a minute at the top of the hour. You're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. I'll be back as the Friday edition continues. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.